The date is Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. The show is The Line Breakers. I'm your host, Big Al, and I'm accompanied by uh, Coop tonight. How are you doing, Coop? Hey, how's everyone doing out there tonight? Uh, very good. And uh, this is our uh, second week of podcasts. Uh, as a reminder from the first podcast, we aim to bring you on the current world of major sports, our opinions on how teams are doing, how our picks are doing, what sports betting package promos we have available, promotional giveaways, contest giveaways, and of course, any, de- any developments within the sports betting trends, news, or regulations. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we have Coop here today. Coop, why don't you talk about our uh, Instagram followers and what we have going on for our platforms currently? Yeah, it seems like last time we talked, we had like 140 followers. Now we're going up to about around 445 and just keep on rising. It seems like every day we're getting 40 to 50 new uh, followers. And I mean, every little bit helps. And we love you guys. We love the uh, communication we've been having. Um, we try to get back as soon as possible with the uh, with the best answer we have. And, and we've just been loving it so far, posting daily. And we've I've been really been uh, some good content from you guys and some help you guys have given us some little pointers along the way and uh it looks like we've got some uh some friendships too yeah it's a, it's a great give and take uh we really appreciate the comments the likes uh remember if you're listening to the podcast right now you're probably on our website click around there look at what we have going on you'll see a lot of uh, updates that we put up there uh, and obviously check out our instagram um you know uh, the line underscore breakers and our website www.thelinebreakers.com let's get right into it Coop. you know we're talking about some picks this week um, another losing week last week, unfortunately. Um, some tough breaks. What we what we actually realized uh, to our followers out there, um, our, our our model is not picking at the uh, uh, accuracy that it's projecting for percentages. What we need to do is actually um, rethink our way. What we're doing is we're making every every play the same amount of units. We're getting beat on uh, unit distribution. So all of our plays moving forward will be you know two units, three units, depending upon how much we like the game. But they'll be even instead of you know having our five unit win, our three unit, four unit losses, and, and leaving us unbalanced. We'll be able to predict uh, a lot more winners and more winning weeks to come. Yeah, exactly. We've been seeing. I think we got like fifty five, fifty seven percent last week, but we were still down. And we know we're we know we're picking right. We know we can pick right. It's just that our unit play. We don't, we don't have that figured out yet, so we're going to go exactly like Big Al said. We're going to go same unit across the board, and you know we're going to grow this bankroll. And the great thing about this, too, is that um, by having all the, uh, the, play, the unit plays the same, we're probably going to try to um, pick more plays for you, give you a little bit more, a couple more games if possible. Last night we had a great night, 3-1 in the MLB. We had some games that were no contest. You have Houston's under, 8.5. We told you Verlander was going for his fourth straight consecutive game of giving up one earned or less. He gives up one. The Twins blanked the Astros. That was a no-sweat, Yeah, no didn't even sweat play. that one, right, Big Al? No, no sweats at all. Uh, we had the Brewers, which um, we were going to cry if they lost. They took care of business. I mean, there were stats jumping out the page of you telling you that uh, Milwaukee was just a great home-titting team. They're crushing left-handed pitching, and uh, they, just, they just weren't going to lose that night. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're glad no. we made the They were pick. just up early and often. Yeah, model was definitely right there. Um, you know, with the Dodgers, the one that did lose, uh, they had plenty of opportunities to break the over there. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't get there. They left the bases loaded, loaded uh, once or twice, left a lot of men on base. So those things do happen, and obviously we'll take a 3-1 and one any day of the week, and we'll move on from there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Got to love it. Got to love it. Absolutely. And we have the uh, football's back right mm-hmm. now. We Can't, have yeah, NFL Finally. Draft. Finally. 
And what yes. do we got? What do we got on the slate for the uh, the NFL? Well, let's talk about. I guess we got to start out with the first pick, with uh, the Cardinals taking Kyler Murray. What do you What do you think about that, Big Al? I mean, this is this is no shock. Uh, if you looked at the line books, I'm sorry, sports books, everyone had this uh, this line at minus 400, minus 500, four to one, five to one favorite. I mean, he was getting picked. We've heard from other podcasts, other videos that, uh, like Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher talks about how a lot of these picks are done well in advance. Three or four weeks out, it's all theatrical. It's a great night for the NFL. It kind of signifies that NFL's back. We're looking forward. But, yeah, let's talk about Kyler Murray. Um, going the first round from the Cardinals, I personally don't like it. I'm not a big Kyler Murray fan. think the guy's going to struggle. Not a lot of uh, short QBs in the NFL for a reason. Um, you just picked Josh Rosen last year. I, I think this is a mistake uh, on my end, uh, my, my perspective. Uh, you, you missed out on picking Nick Bosa. If you would have stuck with Rosen, the guy you drafted, uh, you know, top 10 last year in the first round, you would have had Nick Bosa this year. You would have been really moving towards a – uh, a really great uh, fundamental of a team, team building right there. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you got to look at the uh, 49ers. They have the, what they think in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is their franchise guy. Now they get a big franchise defender, Nick Bosa. Hopefully he can uh, do what his brother did, Joey Bosa, and pretty much take over the league. It seemed like he's getting a sack a game. And, I mean, that's what you just want. You want that cornerstone on your defense. But going back to the Cardinals, I don't know. I think... I think you got to have your guy. I think uh, they got the new coach in there, and he wanted his guy. And I know all that talk all year long about how back when he was a college coach, he was saying he would uh, take Colin Murray one overall, and that's what he wanted, and that's what he did. And you knew they just had to get rid of Rosen. It wasn't, uh, there wasn't um, just too big of an ego in the locker room. You didn't want all those uh, like side plays, you know, the reporters coming in, talking to Rosen, see how he's being treated. You had to get him out there, and, and they did, and it was kind of a pretty uh, pretty lame trade to the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins won on that one, right? Major steal for the Dolphins. They got him for a second round or a fifth round. Are you kidding me? This is, uh, this is what teams dream of. You don't trade up in drafts to number one overall picks for a second or a fifth round pick. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I can agree with you to some extent that you do want your guy in the locker room, you do want your quarterback, but... Uh, there, there's a lot of quarterbacks that get from the draft to the field, and they just don't transition well. Josh Rosen was a guy that was showing you he had potential. He was uh, you know, winning some games, making some great throws, uh, and it was only his first year. I, I don't know how you can give up a guy that easily. And um, the, the value got for him was absolutely terrible. Uh, I think they realized that they were not going to get a first-round pick. And they're one of the only teams, I think, in the last 20 years to ever draft two first-round QBs because it's an absolute mistake. Yeah, I think, I think you're right on that one. I think, I think it may be the whole draft since the draft was uh, – for since the merger, I li- they like to say that word a lot. Since the merger came, I don't think they've ever taken uh, the same position first overall twice in draft, which is kind of wild to hear about, but it makes sense. Absolutely, <laughs> and I agree with you, Coop. I mean, what we have here is a great development. We have uh, you know, a guy in Rosen who came out very cocky saying, you're going to regret not drafting me and then his own team – Cuts him go, and they pick up Kyler Murray. Um, th- this is setting the stage for one of the one of the great things in sports. Um, a guy you want to root for. This is uh, this is my unsung hero right now. Yeah, I know Rosen. Yeah, he's kind of become the. Uh, you kind of want to root for Rosen now. Make sure. Uh, I think they play not till twenty twenty, but you know everyone will have that game marked on their calendar next year, especially Rosen, and see if he can go into uh, wherever it is being played, to the Miami or uh, Arizona, and see if he comes out and uh, he probably wants to show out that game. For our, for our Game of Game of Thrones fans here on the the podcast right now, you've pretty much created the Hound. The Hound yeah. is Josh Rosen. Yeah. And the Mountain is going to be Kyler Murray. And, you know, as the Hound says to the Mountain, you know, you know I'm coming for you, brother. You've always known. Yeah, and Arizona took him. They threw him in the hot sun, burned his face, sent him over to Miami. <laughs> I mean, Miami's not a, place, not a bad place to go, but they sent him to Miami, and now he's just going to be grinding. Now I could see him coming to the locker room early and often. 
you know, getting that work in and just trying to come in, trying to beat Arizona. I'll tell you right now, I can't wait for that game. I think it's going to be great. I'll be rooting for Rosen my, you know, my entire time here. Uh, I think most of us will be. And um, until they play, we won't know. Murray, personally, I'm selling. I think you're buying. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could agree to disagree on that. Um, but I think the Cardinals made out well here. They made a lot of great picks. They got one of the best cornerbacks in the draft, uh, Byron Murphy. He was pretty much rated the number one guy. Uh, I think they made a lot of good moves here as a whole team, with the exception of drafting Kyler Murray. You could have had Rose and Nick Bosa you know, together, and I just don't understand why you didn't like that more. Yeah, I think it just stems back to like going, getting your guy. I mean, getting your guy, molding your offense around the quarterback, especially today's day and game, you got to have you got to have your quarterback that you want to run your offense. And Kyler Murray, he's an athlete. He can go out there, he throws the ball with ease, can throw 50, 60 yards, and he's mobile. I mean, that's what you need, especially on a team where you don't think your, your line's a little skeptical, be able to run away from the rush and still be able to look downfield and throw the ball. But let's let's kind of go off into the uh, the Giants pick. Oh, my God. Picking their quarterback. What do you think uh, What do you think happened there? Why do you think they drafted a— uh, why did the draft of the quarterback from Duke? What, what happened there? I think Gettleman was drinking before the draft. Personally, I, I, I don't, I don't know, you, I don't know how you can think that this guy is going to be a, a major winner here. Uh, he, 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 he's shown that he does prepare like NFL offenses do. Um, you know where he was playing, but I, you seldom see a guy coming out of the, a non-power five school that's going to be really uh, great and um, and get and get wins. And this is a team that's come out and actually, I think he kind of uh, jokingly said, or maybe he was serious. I hope he's joking. You know, he might sit behind Eli Manning for three years. Yeah. Who takes a first round pick and sits him for three years? It's just not. It's not smart. It's not good football. It's a bad GM move. What's your take here, Coop? And you got to stick with me here on this one, Albert. I think that Archie Manning was in Mr. Gettleman's ears, just talking him away, talking him away. He wants him to draft Daniel Jones because he knows that Eli will still be able to play. He still will get a couple years out of Eli. Daniel Jones will be there. They'll be, quote-unquote, maturating him. And then he'll get his time to play if he ever plays, whatever. But he just wants Eli to play, and that's it. And he was talking him up, how he went to the quarterback camps. Peyton Manning loved him. He had the same coach as Peyton at college, same coach as Eli in college. And I think that's why they drafted him. I think that's why they... uh, Archie Manning almost kind of did his little Jedi mind trick and uh, made Gettleman pick him. Uh, Jedi mind trick, in fact, absolutely agree with that uh, because no one of the right men would have picked Daniel Jones at six. I don't know why the Giants are giving him such a long leash here, but if this thing does blow up, we could see a new GM very shortly with the Giants personally. Um, I I don't think this pick's going to work out for them. I think they're major losers in the draft. Um, I think they could have personally got him at 17. There's some BS reports coming out that, oh, he would have been taken by the Cardinals. No one really wanted Haskins. They really wanted Daniel Jones. I, I don't think that's believable. I think Dan, uh, Haskins is a much bigger guy, much more suitable for the NFL. And Daniel Jones, like they said, is, is going to sit for three years. Yeah. Who, game manager the first round guy? best. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not right. He's got uh, a little bit of speed, but he's a game manager at best. Yeah, game, game managers. Are, and we realize how game managers work out. They're just you know placeholders. That's not a first-round pick caliber. Uh, why don't we move into the Texans? I think the Texans were a major loser in this draft. Um, they got uh, they got showed up by the Philadelphia Philly, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, excuse me. Um, you know, grabbing their pick, you know, with the Washington State tackle right in front of Houston's pick, and I think that they were uh, really surprised there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Houston probably wanted to go out there and get that left tackle and uh, you know protect Mr. Watson, which they weren't able to do. Um, but uh, I mean, they want to keep Watson upright all year. But uh, the Eagles snuck in there and were able to grab him. Yeah, and I don't think, I, as I saw the, the draft announced that the pick was traded, uh, I didn't see the, the Eagles trading up. I think everyone was shocked here. It's a great part of the draft, the night for the NFL. There are some kind of surprises that come up. Uh, one of the things that's never going to have surprises, personally, um, is your first three picks. The first three or four, five picks. Obviously, I'm not going to say the six because we watched that nonsense uh, uh, unfold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's a great prop bet. If you bet the first three players in the draft in the exact order, you made two to one your money. 
like Big Al did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to see that comment. Like exactly. I said, we have information that these things are scripted. No one's going to have major trades in the first three picks. It would have been announced, uh, you know, um, months before that they were thinking about doing something. It would have been on everyone's big board. It wasn't. Big Al cashes in with a prop bet at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook here at the you know Meadowlands in New Jersey, and uh, it, it was an easy win. I mean, it wasn't no contest. Easy money, two to one. Yeah, exactly. You'll see as as long as you're listening to this podcast, you'll see uh, Big Al come out with these picks that he just knows is going to happen, and then and he's going to cash in, and hopefully you will too. But we could see that you know first take takes it to a whole nother level with all these draft picks. I mean, they just all the media just wants to they just need new things to talk about, so they just create headlines and stuff like that. But you got to be able to read through all that BS, and you could pick these first three picks like nothing. Uh, absolutely, and uh, in fact, there's a there's a big article about how casinos made a lot of money with prop bets on drafts. These are emotional bets. There are people that say that, oh, I want my player drafted. They'll put 15-1 money down, hoping they're getting good odds. Mm, These are not not smart bets. We always say don't bet with your heart, bet with your head. And there's a reason for that. You know, smart betting is how you make money in this business. It's not betting your favorite player, your favorite team. This is where you're going to get absolutely torched. And here at the Line Breakers, we're here to help you, um, you know, avoid these situations. Mm -hmm. And that's a a big part of our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're here to help you out. Uh, you know, we're going to move into the segment, you know, has that man lost his mind? And it goes back to the GM. You know, this is a stupid pick. Uh, Dave Gettleman is, is absolutely bonkers here. Don't know what he saw in uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, th- this guy is going to struggle. I think his job's in jeopardy if this thing blows up. Uh, the Giants, uh, I think they, they just released the over-unders for total wins, and it's six. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have no confidence in Eli, <laughs> no confidence in Jones. I mean, six is a really big slap in the face for the Giants that were supposed to be making – uh, moves towards a, a very successful season in, in theory. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously in theory, not you know reality because it's the Giants. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this man's lost his mind. He deserves to be on our segment here. Exactly. Yeah, I think he's lost his mind too. And I get another big tip, early tip, Saquon Barkley fantasy. I could see him getting a lot of touches this year, either this from out true. of the backfield or uh, just running the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And Barkley's a beast. We know this. Uh, Eli Manning showed that he's pretty much lost his touch in this league. He's fading out. He'll be there for three years, apparently. But uh, you got Barkley getting tons of touches. Guys, yeah, He knows really how good. to throw the five-yard pass, yeah. Eli. So I think we're uh, good if you take Barkley in fantasy. Absolutely. And we also have one more on this segment. It's uh, Tyree Kill. Are, are you kidding me right now? He's going to be probably one of the first players ever to be on the exemption list before the season even starts. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that man's thinking. A couple months ago, he's on trial for, you know, beating up his child so to speak but now he's uh i mean they dropped the charges depending on who committed the charges but now the the girlfriend leaked a tape saying that uh that you you need to be terrified of me blank i think we can all fill in the blank the b word um the big b word as they say in uh, utah um and yeah so i mean now he's just gonna be he's missing out on a whole lot of money the chiefs already drafted the man from georgia Will kind of speedster, kind of like him, but I mean, Tyreek Hill is almost irreplaceable. So I don't know how their offense is going to be this year, especially without Hill or without uh, who's the running back they had that they traded to the uh, uh, Cleveland Browns, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, without Kareem Hunt or uh, Hill, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what Mahomes going to do out there. And I think this is just one of the stupidest things to come out in, in recent NFL, besides Josh Gordon saying he's you know hitting blunts and taking shots before games. But I mean, if you hear the quality on this videotape from the girlfriend, I mean, what, what was she doing? Was she like the uh, the rat in the FBI, you know, sitting there with a, a tape under her shirt or something? Yeah, I think I, was, she, I think I read that she was uh, protecting herself with that video, so she wanted to record him just to make sure uh, if any uh, if she needed that for later, she can pull that out and kind of throw it on the uh, on the judge's table, so to speak. Yeah, as we, as we keep growing our base and keep getting bigger and bigger in the world of sports, 
you know, we hope we can help some professional athletes, you know, keep your mind smart, keep your mind sharp here. You know, some of these girls are out for money, fame, things like that. Protect yourself. You know, be careful what you say. Everyone's always listening. You know, big brother's there. Exactly. Big Brother's always there. Uh, We're going to take a break right here. Our podcast is always available at www.thelinebreakers.com. We'll take a short break from a word from our sponsors. Thank you. And we're back here at thelinebreakers.com. Uh, we have our podcast going off right now. It's April 30th, Tuesday, 2019. I'm here with Coop in the studio, and uh, we just finished up an NFL segment on the draft. We're going to talk about the uh, Betting on Sports America conference that I just recently went to. Um, what an amazing conference. The, uh, the event was thrown from uh, the SBC uh, Corporation. It's a major conference that happened in the Meadowlands. It's for anyone that's in the sports betting business looking to enter the market, industry leaders, sports books, data, uh, pretty much anyone that's a major player in the, the world of uh, uh, betting on sports. And uh, some of the things we found out are just absolutely mind-boggling. We're going to probably have a recap in another episode on one of our podcasts talking about the BOSA conference. BOSA, very simple, betting on sports America. We're going to just refer to it as BOSA. Uh, and one of the key, uh, the key takeaways that I, that I got from the conference, Cooper, is uh, it, it's just crazy. There's 80 cents of every dollar being gambled online. That's just incredible, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty insane. I mean, especially in... Uh I mean, today's damn world, you got, I guess you got to be on that market. You have to be as a sportsbook, I think, and they were talking, you know, uh, a big chunk about it. Um, 80 cents is just unbelievable. I mean, we have retail sportsbooks in Atlantic City here in New Jersey now. Uh, they're incredible. If you go to William Hill in um, Oceans, if you go to the other one in uh, Tropicana, these are, you know, cathedrals for people that like sports, mm-hmm. people that are betting there. Yeah. There's uh, things to, you know, sit around. There's bars. There's drinks. They have the big board up there. It's like a miniature Vegas, and they're really doing it right right now. Uh, some sports books are better than others. Um, I think that, you know, I personally, I, w- I wouldn't really um, pick one or the other, but obviously each one has personal preference. Uh, and you've been down to a sports book coop in Atlantic City. You know mm-hmm. how it is. Yeah, no, like just sitting at a table, ordering drinks, being able to make bets whenever you want. I mean, what's not to love? Yeah, and we're just killing the casino, obviously, because we're, we're the man. Um, and, but, uh, you know, they, they also talked about uh, a big thing. So we, we were just talking about this sports book and the in-person sports book is what's known as the retail business, right? People that are inside the casino, betting, writing up tickets inside, placing bets, having drinks, hanging out. Um, but obviously we just said that 80 cents of every dollar is gambled online. The, uh, there was a major push for understanding how do we connect with the, the customer on an online basis? You know, how are these sports books supposed to create an engagement process for online gambling? And it's really hard, and they're having problems getting people more enticed to pick their sports book, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, whoever, over someone else. And it's a challenge they're going to face for the next several years as this market evolves and as that 80 cents moves to 95 probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of people can't get down there, and they're just everyone's got the iPhone or the smartphone, and they can just make the bet right from there, right? Yeah, I mean, who the hell wants to be driving up and down the parkway on a Sunday? Forget about when you get there and you're waiting in line because yeah. you know you have every NFL team and their mother going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are betting soccer for some reason, you know, crazy guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it just takes the hassle out of that. You're sitting, you can sit in your underwear in your room, the fan blowing at, you know, six power, high power, mm-hmm. and you can just be gambling on the Giants, you know? Yeah. The over over six total, right? Get the 30 case in your house. Yeah. Just sit there, pound beers, and, and enjoy NFL Sunday like, you know, like most of us like to do. Um, and one of the, the major things they were talking about, too, is that there's, there's seven class of sports bettors. We're not going to really get into this because there's just so much information that um, it, it would blow your mind. We're going to try to try to touch on it on another 
uh, podcast episode probably, but essentially there's seven sports betting classes that go from the sharps, you know, the people that bet, you know, large sums of money. They have inside information sometimes, big time data, and then all the way down to the novice better. These people are just betting once on the Super Bowl. You know, uh, maybe uh, their favorite sports major championship, PGA. Yeah, the fun little like prop that. bets, bets that everyone wants. The Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby, obviously, like huge, huge thing there. Um, Kentucky Derby is coming up next week, I think, mm-hmm. right? First week yeah. in May. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can't wait for that to tip off. Everyone loves to uh, go down to the Kentucky Derby, wear those fancy hats. Yeah, I mean, and mint juleps. I mean, who doesn't like a good mint julep, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's really time. good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and another thing, we have some some great news to tell our uh, subscribers and followers. We are uh, searching to become an affiliate, a uh, legal affiliate in New Jersey for gaming. We're going to go through the process of becoming a licensed affiliate in which we can refer you to uh, sports books and online gaming. But what we're going to do is once we get this license, we're going to third-party contract out and get, get someone that understands the sports books in more detail, can give us you know clear reports on What's the customer uh, pros here? What's the customer cons? And we will not stand behind any you know, sports book or any gaming app that is not to the utmost highest standards. And we're going to make sure to fill you in on the information. We'll have a, uh, a whole page posted about you know, sports books that are best, sports books to stay away from, things like that for the, the user like yourself. So once we get that license, we'll be able to provide you with links. You can go to these links to do your online uh, gambling with our picks, hopefully, and make some real money. But we want to make sure that you're having the best experience possible, and we only refer out you know, the absolute top quality sports books and casinos online once we get the information, of course. Yeah, we don't want you sitting there on Sunday night thinking you're going to get some picks and you're just there with your dick in your hand and you got no money left because yeah. they don't give you any money. Of course, because you know what happens when these when these books take major hits, some of them just decide not to pay out and that's not okay. It's just it's not it's not right. You know, and, and a lot of these sometimes offline sports books, when you take them for a few K, all of a sudden there's no prepaid card, there's no cash in your account. You know, you like you said, you're pretty much stuck there with your dick in your hand. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. And that's one of the great things now about how sports is becoming so legalized that all these outside companies, all these off offshore betting companies, they're I mean they're becoming obsolete because you have all these legitimate casinos running books, and you could just place bets with them, and you know you're going to get some uh, money out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So like we said, we're going to become an affiliate. Um, we're we're going to move towards that step. It's going to probably be a lengthy process. We'll let you know when we become an actual licensed affiliate. Um, but let's talk about the the sponsorships with um, with NFL, NBA, uh, the four major sports. There was a big part about the conference talking about. Uh, sponsorships and who has them and you know what's going on with them. So right now you have the the Devils. The Devils mm-hmm. have a sponsorship with the NFL, uh, the the NHL. It seems to be really working out. Seems that they really like the partnership. They were talking about all the the pros, um, people, fan engagement, um, the opportunity to bet, things like that when they're in the stadium. It, it seemed like they were mm-hmm. really behind it. Um, I personally see an ethical dilemma here. Mm-hmm. I see that when you're a sponsor of a particular franchise, I mean. What you're doing is you're allowing your audience's fans to be targeted relentlessly by your sponsor, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, PointsBet, you know, some of these major sites that are going to spend millions of dollars to just target you and make you gamble inside these uh, stadiums. And they're going to make it really easy with apps and things like that. I mean, what do you think here, Coop? True, I see what you're saying. Um, but, I mean, there's other advertisements too, right? You go, you go to any place, uh, especially nowadays, you go to any sporting event, you'll see a thousand different uh, billboards or signs you know, throwing a certain company at you. And I just think the people that want to bet are going to bet, especially at these stadiums. I mean, you have a lot of families going there. I mean, I mean, I highly doubt that a 10-year-old kid is going to be looking at DraftKings, looking to lay some money. I mean, he's just worried about, you know, going home and playing some Fortnite and getting some uh, new skins with, those, with that money. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really see that big of an ethical dilemma, especially when you have – I mean, you're still selling liquor at stadiums. I mean, I know they stop them uh, depending on where you are, especially in the hockey arena at the end of the uh, second period. But – 
I mean, I don't really see a big, uh, huge ethical dilemma. I, I mean, the, the problem here is that, you know, uh, you mentioned, you know, drinking. I mean, there's there's alcohol compliance at every game. Like you said, they do stop the drinking at some point, And that's for, you know, responsibility. They have a responsibility, a duty to their customer to make sure that you're not going overboard. You're not getting in tons of trouble, you know, where you're too drunk to drive home. You're mm-hmm. fighting fans. But, I mean, no one's sitting there watching your bank account and, you know, all of a sudden dad just bet the college tuition on you know, the Giants plus six, and you're stuck there, you know? Mm-hmm. He had the access. It's well, What's the uh, what's the old saying? Uh, I think it's, what, uh, uh, click of a mouse, lose your house? I mean, that's as simple <laughs> as it's going to get. You can literally lose your house with one click and reload your bankroll and just double down on, you know, uh, the Jets, you know, at home or something like that. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess the... Uh the liquor will do that to you, but I mean that's the chance that you have to take. You know, you're. I mean, really everyone, sure. everyone's in charge of their own money and their own body, and I mean, just because you're drunk doesn't mean you can go out just killing people. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, if you're betting the gents, though, you're you're probably degenerate. So I mean, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, you have, uh, you have also that the things they're talking about is um, one of the things inside the trade show that I was walking around and really seeing that was really awesome is these brand new kiosks. They're really pushing these kiosks. It's going to be the new. Uh, form of gambling. Uh, I know in the I know in casinos in Vegas and sometimes in AC, you have your little uh, kino or you have your uh, your poker mm-hmm. right in front of you at the bar. These things were brand new kiosks that you can do everything on. So they have a live picture in game. Select your game, make your wager, hide your information. It's really developed technology that's going to make this industry absolutely fun to do in game live betting, making your bets in a personal station where you don't have to go up to the window. You have your own privacy and exactly. And, and for some of these people that um, you know, uh, when we tell you to make parlays or straight picks, and you know, all of a sudden you log into your app and you have to hit parlays and then straight bets, and you have to go back and forth between each one, and it gets frustrating. In these kiosks, you can have your parlays up and your straight bets up. The double whammy right there, just. Getting them in, don't have to worry about switching back and forth, no frustration, really user-friendly and just absolutely incredible with the quality of uh, possible bets, prop bets, in-game live betting, and the window where you can watch the game. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, they just have the live bets kind of like shoot at you right there and all the uh, all the odds and everything yeah. for every game. Please bet me. It's pretty much the screen. Please bet me. Do they have this in the bathroom, though? Because I don't know about you, but I do my best thinking in the bathroom. So if they had this in the bathroom, maybe I mean maybe they wouldn't have this in the bathroom because I do my best thing in there, so I probably win more. Yeah, just, so that would probably be not advantageous for them to do. So maybe that's I mean, maybe I'll just bring my phone in the bathroom next time I'm down in Vegas, and I'll be able to do some uh, live betting in there. Yeah, I mean I don't foresee them having the bathrooms, but obviously you know they'll be saving some money, you know, because when you go in the bathroom, you're just killing picks and just yeah. destroying books. I, I can I'm, I can definitely see that. Probably like ninety percent in the bathroom. <laughs> 90% is a, is a very good number to be in, you know, hopefully we're, you know, making picks like that every week. Uh, and the last thing they talked about, you know, we'll just touch on inside the BOSA conferences, the fact of this live betting. I mean, live betting is becoming a super huge market. It's becoming one of the biggest things in sports. The fact that you can bet inning by inning, pitch by pitch, uh, fault, not fault, let. There's just so many opportunities to make more bets, more wages for the casino, and it gives the fan more um, uh, engagement, a yeah, little bit exactly. more uh, uh-huh. tired of the game. You know, I see what you're saying because you can like feel that momentum sometimes. I, I know this one's going to hurt, but a couple years ago when the Patriots playing the Falcons at the Super oh, Bowl, oh my god, we're going to bring this. I up, mean, yeah. we just felt we just felt the momentum swing right after that first touchdown uh, they scored. I guess to make it what 28 to 10 in the second half, and you just felt it. I mean, I'm sure the odds of that live bent would have made you quite the chunk of change. I would say. Yeah, just uh, I mean, definitely quite a chunk of change. You might want to just take that knife out of my back though for yeah. stabbing me on the air. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that later. 
Yeah, I mean, so live betting is a huge part of this evolving market, like we said. Uh, we're actually going to look to have a, a platform, whether we have to do a Telegram or uh, a push notification on, on Instagram to let you know that we do have live bets available for you. We'll probably be testing them out in the NFL season. Uh, we do need to develop this technology and an idea for how we're going to do it. But uh, know that live bets are coming from your, uh, your folks here at the Linebreakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just too big of a market not to do. We know that you guys will love live bets. You actually get some of the greatest value in live betting, plenty of chances to hedge, make more money, take advantage of books that are sending lines out just to get bets in, and uh, hopefully we'll be crushing that. It seems like it's going to be a really fun time in the NFL, and uh, live betting is just something that we're going to have to adapt and evolve with, and it's awesome. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I really hit that hard there. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. And we're back. It's uh, Big Al here at the Line Breakers. I'm here with Coop in the studio. It's April 30th, Tuesday, 2019. We just finished up a segment on our BOSA conference, Betting on Sports America. Really great conference. Really enjoyed myself. It was a great time. Met a lot of uh, industry people. Just give them a quick shout out real quick. We had people from Spread Knowledge, Alan Walsh, Data Analytics Company, really sharp guys, really smart. Uh, Paul Bovey from Vegas Insider, another handicapper. Um, just an awesome guy. Really gave us some great perspective on the world of uh, sports betting. And our man at um, Rotowire, Shannon uh, McEwen. This guy is just awesome. He was a great, great, uh, great person to meet for Rotowire. If you're not making, if you're not confirming lineups, people, and you're just betting on sports without people being in the uh, the games and not checking lineups and not who, who's playing, you're pretty much just throwing darts at the board. You got to make sure that people are playing. You got to make sure that the lineups are correct. We turn to uh, Rotowire, the number one company in sports, confirming lineups and, and making sure lineups are accurate. Uh, the referees are uh, officiating here correctly, and you have stats there, and they're just a great company to use. Please check them out. They're just absolutely awesome. Uh, but we're going to move on to the NBA here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, mentioned the, we mentioned the referees here with Rotowire because you got to know who's in the game, and sometimes it's a rookie official. Uh, not getting the calls right. Sometimes it's veterans, but the uh, the mantra of this playoff thing for the Houston Rockets is that in the round two is they're not getting any calls. You know what do you think here, Coop? I think I mean I mean I think the mantra is let's just cry and see if we can get the calls. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing. It works I mean, they started to stem back from uh, Game Seven of last year's uh, Western Conference Finals. I mean, they didn't get some calls in that game, but I mean the call. The, I don't think it's rigged. It's not a rigged game. It's it's very close to rigged, but it's not rigged. Um, I mean, when you when you're expecting calls from Harden, I mean Harden just goes to the basket and just flips the ball up every time. I mean, it's hard to call a foul as an official every time. Like you can't be hit on every play. It just it's just not it's not how the NBA works. It's not how the NBA's you know grown to be, and it's just not it's not smart for the NBA to call fouls every time. Yeah, I think the NBA really screwed themselves because during the regular season, not a lot of people watch it. So I think they make get away with some calls and, you know, getting they want all these like kind of big, big time players like Harden and Steph Curry, Durant. They want them to score a lot of points. So they call out a little more fouls. But when everyone all the eyes are on that game, everyone's watching Houston Warriors and they're just not going to get the calls that they think they should get, especially with the landing foul. I mean, the guy's landing five feet in front of them. I mean, you're not going to get that call on that stage. I mean, and they are the best refs. I mean, they they pull them up from the year. They see their stats NBA looks at all their stats. And I mean, they have the best the best refs in those games. They're not. There's no collusion here. I mean, they they want to make the the best calls they can make. I mean, you're just not going to get every call you want. 
contrary to that point, which I agree with, it looks like Houston's filing a grievance with the NBA. Um, they have data that they sent where they thought they should have an extra 18.1 points. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how you get point one of a point. If you want to explain that to me, like, what did you hit? Like, I know, one i got to get my throw? nerd goggles on here and uh, <laughs> check this one out. But, uh, yeah, it seems like maybe 18.6 points, and they missed out on another $20 million in revenue. It's like, just win the game. That's what you got to do. Chris Paul, Chris Paul was hurt. I mean, that hurt him. That hurt him a lot in that game seven. But, I mean, you got to find a way to win. Yeah. Talking after the game isn't going to win the game. It, it's definitely not going to win you the game. I, I definitely agree with you. But, I mean, there is some kind of uh, trend here. I mean, the Warriors have been playing in all these finals in the last couple of years. It's kind of making the NBA not competitive. They wonder why their share or their uh, their users are down. It's because this. You know, if you're going to call things in the regular season, it's got to be uniform throughout the playoffs. People are expanding on their regular season play with the playoffs. They know that if I drive to the lane, I'm going to get a foul call because I'm James Harden. And I make most of my points from the free throw line, and that's just how it's got to be. But in the playoffs, as we're seeing, they're not getting these calls they did in game one. They said they missed that on 20 points. I mean, 20 points would have affected the game. I don't think they have a claim, any validity to their claim. Their, their case holds no water, as they would say. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's just, it's just, it's not good for the game personally. Um, and like I said, it, it, real, real quick, it's just that their, their attendance is down, their usership is down, and it's because of these problems that they just can't get out of their own way on. Are we seeing the attendance down? Well, not in the playoffs, I feel like the attendance down. I feel like everyone wants the playoffs. The regular season, I will, I mean, you have to agree with the numbers there. The regular season, it's just not entertaining. No one wants to go to the basketball game. I mean, they're just launching up threes. I mean, you're going to the lane, you're just expecting to get a foul call. And James Harden, I mean, doesn't play any defense. No team really plays any defense. So what are you going to watch there? You're there for the atmosphere. You're there for the music. I mean, we even saw Golden State. They were offering a $100 season ticket to just go in. You don't even watch the game. You're sitting in the bar away from the stadium. You can't really watch. You can't watch the game, literally. You can only watch on a TV like you're in a bar. But you're feeling the energy, but you're not, you're not physically watching the players on the court. I mean, that's what it's come to. Definitely agree. Um... Yeah, I mean, the, the usership's not down the playoffs, but, I mean, if you watch game one, you say, like, oh, wow, like, I know that Harden's been getting a lot of points and there's complaints about the fouls. I mean, you know, there might be some doubt that creeps in your head that maybe some of the stuff is fixed or it's not, you know, all on the up and up. And for people that, you know, casually watch sports that know that sports can't be rigged, there's no incentive for players to throw games and things like that, even though there has been rigging the NBA. That's the referee side. That's not the official mm-hmm. side. And yeah. um, I think that was just a one-time occurrence. A one-time occurrence, I would agree with you. And the, the bigger problem here is that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's screwing up a lot of these tickets. You're not cashing tickets when the, uh, the refs are not calling fouls and the handicapped amount of points you have for free throws for the Rockets is down or the three-point per- three percentage is down because they're getting fouled but there's no call and they don't get those free throw attempts. I mean, it, it becomes uncappable, and that's where you're getting a lot more variance and more 50-50 bets than good inside knowledge and good data that's telling you, hey, Houston Rockets are a great bet here. Let's bet them. And that's why we're staying away from basketball. There's just, there's just too, much, too much nonsense going on in this game right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all eyes are on the game. I would just sit back, relax, and just watch the game. Don't worry about betting on it. Just sit back, relax, and watch. Yeah, I mean, because as you've seen in Game 1, this is going to continue. I do think that the Warriors do get a, um, a bias. Uh, this is I don't think this is a, uh, impartial on the referee. or Like a Jordan on the rule? What, what do we got here? Yeah, like that's rule? essentially what it is. I mean, if you look at all major sports, Joey Votto, um, big-time MLB players, um, Bryce Harper. If it's a 3-2 pitch in the corner and there's nobody on, he's going to get the walk. Mm-hmm. The, the referee believes that, or the umpire in that matter, believes that you know this guy has a good eye. That's probably a ball. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's a superstar. The problem with Golden State is they're a super team. Everybody on that court is recognizes, okay, these guys are great. They've been winning. Oh, no, if they don't win this game, maybe I'll get looked at poorly because 
um, of my background, you know, uh, because I'm not calling fouls, I'm calling too many fouls, and it puts a lot of pressure on the referees when you're just tossing, you know, shots up there. They say, okay, well, I can't call everyone, you know, you gotta have to deal mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because in the regular season when they play different teams, they were. Um, they were getting the calls a lot of the time, but against the Warriors, they have data that says that they're getting un- uh, unfairly treated, and I think they have somewhat of a case. But the NBA, the NBA playoffs are not rigged. There's no problem with the referees. I mean, they're just a case of uh, more fouls being let go than usual, and, and that's part of the game. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just an extreme display of gamesmanship. They even did the whole lawsuit thing, and I mean, I guess they're expecting to get more calls tonight or or throughout the series. So I mean, I guess, it, it'll work. It'll work. They'll definitely get more calls and be like that but it's a little it's a little whiny babyish to me yeah and the, and the one message i have for houston is uh number one adapt or die be a man live up to it adjust your defense adjust your offense and play harder and just and, and find a will uh, find a way to win will your way to win but i mean the more important comment i'm gonna make and i think a lot of people listening right now are gonna agree the houston rockets don't have a chance to win the series the Golden state warriors are gonna play in the finals it's been preordained. They're just a better team. The NBA favors better teams in a seven-game series. There's no, there's, there's not a lot of variance like we're seeing in hockey. I mean, hockey's just a different game. And basketball, usually the better team will win. You mm-hmm. know, they have Steph Curry, Durant, Draymond Green. I mean, this this team is a powerhouse. And you know, I think in the beginning of the season, what were they like two to one to win? I mean, it was just stupid odds. And it seems like Clay Thompson has really gotten going, but he can have like 40 points in one quarter. You have a guy that's not even playing well, and they're still, you know, beating Houston, you know, uh, yeah. not handily, but a few points here and there. I mean, still wins, and you're down one zero. I mean, and they say that what sixty uh, percent of the time when you win game one in a seven game series, you're more likely to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is this is not even worth talking about, honestly, because the Warriors are going to win. You know, Houston might have some data that says they're not getting fouls called. I can understand that. Listen, the series is pretty much decided. You're worse a team than. Golden State, unfortunately, and they're going to advance. They advance every year, and there's a reason for it. They're a better team. Yeah. Let's move on. But back to the Bosa thing. How was the food there? <laughs> Coop's all hyped up because I told him the food was— This is was, the important uh, thing, yeah. Was I was getting at, pictures all week. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, the people at SBC did a really great job. It was just unbelievable food. They had, like, 15 different options at lunch. You know, great breakfast spread, uh, uh, networking events with a barbecue. I mean, Cooper loves ribs. He was really jealous. Mm-hmm. Plenty yeah. of alcohol, you know, not that we were pounding drinks, but, you know, it was, it was, it was very uh, classy, if you would say. Yeah, definitely worth the trip down there for the food especially. The food especially. I mean, absolutely. It was, it was just some great food, some great people. Like we said, we're just going to give him one more shout-out. We had Alan Walsh from Spread Knowledge. This guy is just a wizard with data. Uh, we might be um, having a partnership in the near future for in-live game betting so we guys can offer you some data on picks so we can make correct models. Models that will allow us to help you make winners during the game, hedge bets, you know, double down sometimes, you know, if we feel that's right. And uh, it's it just awesome that we met this guy. He's a really cool guy, great data, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated on the partnership if possible, if it, if it does happen. Uh, Paul Bovey from Vegas Insider, just another great handicapper, really gave us some great insight to the industry, you know, his thoughts, how Vegas Insider's doing. And it was just an awesome time meeting him. And lastly, like we said, Rotowire, as a, as a sports picks company, a sports betting consultant, we always use Rotowire to um, confirm lineups, check referees, and uh, it, it's just unbelievable how uh, accurate their information is, how up to date it is, and uh, it was just it was really awesome meeting Shannon, um, possibly using some of their data too in the near future. Uh, we also just give you an update. We're probably going to Ice North America. It's in Boston. It's kind of the same conference like the uh, the Bosa Conference. We'll probably have a podcast you know regarding that conference as well. We're right now trying to get as much information as we can on this industry as it evolves. Give it to our followers here at www.thelinebreakers.com. 
where you can find all our podcasts. If you're still clicking around the website right now, please, you know, check out our Instagram, check out the pics that we've made. Leave us a comment, leave us a follow. If you'd like to uh, send us a message, please do. We get back very quickly with our uh, social media director here, Coop. Mm-hmm. He'll respond to you uh, or myself, one or the other. Uh, and we'll just we'll be able to keep you informed and updated. And I think that's a, a big part of the user experience when you're with uh, the line breakers. And that's what sets us apart. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. And we're back. It's Big Al and Coop here in the studio. We're, um, we're here at the thelinebreakers.com. If you're clicking around, you're on our podcast currently. Um, we were just talking about a segment on the NBA, foul call, fouls or the lack there of foul calls, um, Warriors warning. Uh, we briefly gave a shout out to the people we met at the BOSA conference that were absolutely unbelievably awesome. Um, you know, we're, we're also uh, going to ICE North America in Boston in roughly about two weeks. We're staying on top of this evolving market. We're all over it. We're going to keep you updated. Uh, seven states have legislation active right now. You know, like New Jersey and Pennsylvania, 25 states or so are probably going to get in on the action. They have pending legislation. Um, some really cool states like, you know, Mississippi and Washington, D.C., uh, Montana. All these states are making moves. We're going to keep you here at the Line Breakers uh, updated and informed. And uh, we're going to move right now into uh, a little uh, segment on Tiger Woods. We really didn't touch on them. Why don't you take it away, Coop? Yeah, exactly. Everyone heard about the man who bet 85k and won uh, one point was it 1.1 million. But here's the biggest loser that we just saw. FanDuel apparently had an event. They were if Tiger won, they were going to refund everyone's entry fee. So they paid out two million dollars just just from those losses. I mean, that's just that's it's just unreal. <laughs> that's I ridiculous. mean, nothing nothing gets me more jacked up than watching sports books lose. I just love it. Yeah. We love crushing them. I think the more ridiculous thing is people paying back for like just refunding people's money. That's just that's just ridiculous. Yeah, why would we do that? If you if you are a podcast subscriber and a podcast listener, or you're on our website, click over there at um, our if you don't cash, we don't cash policy. We do give store credit and a refund pretty much on the pick, meaning we're giving you new picks and new information. Um, free of charge if our picks don't hit in the packages that are marked. If you don't cash, we don't cash with the slogan there. Essentially what happens is that we consider ourselves industry professionals. Our model is very good. We do have a lot of math behind it, a lot of analytics. And if we're not making money, if you're, I'm sorry, excuse me, if you're not making money, we don't want to be making money. We're going to give you new picks. We're going to help you make that money back. Um, and we trust our model. And that's why we give you the store credit and the opportunity of free picks. If, you know, for whatever reason, you know, God forbid, we're not, we're not hitting that day or, or for that week or whatever the package is marked there on the, if you don't cash, we don't cash. Mm-hmm. And it's a great policy to have because other, other, other companies don't do this. They don't, they don't expect to win and they're selling you a, a load of goods. And that's just how we do business. We consider ourselves professionals. We want to win, and if we're not winning, we know we owe you a service to get you, you know, new picks and you know, new new information, so you can make more money. Yeah, exactly. We want that engagement. We want you to be a part of our team, so we want to help you out. Absolutely. We want everyone to win. We love killing sports books. Love crushing them on money lines, spreads, parlays, uh, prop bets. Like I had a FanDuel the other night. Um, but I mean, this is just incredible. They're giving all this money back on two million dollars. It, it, it's just nuts. You mm-hmm. just lost a lot of money yeah. there. Why? <laughs> I don't know. 
I'd like to apologize to our followers and our listeners right now on the podcast. Uh, Big Al actually had Tiger Woods to win it. Uh, Coop had a ticket. Derek had a ticket. Um, and this, we didn't, we didn't post this pick because it was intuition-based. We saw a lot of his rounds. We were doing our own research. Uh, it didn't give us a high win probability. That's why we didn't post the pick, but we did cash in. We hate to be those people, you know, because we don't like them that say, oh, you didn't post the pick and you're claiming wins for it. Um, you know, I wish I could post the ticket for you. I didn't, I didn't take a picture of it, but. Uh, we did cash pretty well. I think what'd you win? Like three hundred dollars, Coop? Yeah, just under that. Yep. Yeah, I won about a grand. Um, Derek won, I think, about five hundred. And uh, we apologize for not, you know, telling you about Tiger. Um, but if you were just watching Tiger, I mean, you should have known that on, on the last day he was going to win that tournament. As long as he was in two strokes, I think he started two back in the day. Mm-hmm. He was going to win that tournament. Dumb idea by the sports books here. They're getting killed. Um, for some reason, the customers love this idea of a bad beat. A lot of sports books are offering bad beats, you know, uh, like we've been seeing hockey a lot lately, mm-hmm. um, where they're giving money back or giving you a free bet. They give you an alert saying, hey, your $20 bet on the Bruins just lost in a bad beat. Here's a free bet on us. Yeah. They're, they're segmenting this on, on bets probably under $100. Imagine you're a sharp. You're going to put 150k down on the Bruins. Oh, bad beat. Here's another free $150,000 bet against us. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. I think that they could possibly run into trouble later on because when you um, – you know, single customers out and you don't give everyone the same shake, people are going to get pissed off and, and either trade sports books, you know, move on to the next customer or the next company, and you're going to lose out on business. And while the idea is great of giving money back when they lose because they're just going to gamble it again because people can't help themselves sometimes, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you're, you're not giving this, you're not giving the, the free bet back on the, on the sharps. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're saying just next time you get that free bet, just come to us and we'll tell you who to bet so you win that one next time. Absolutely. And uh, we always give out some free picks on our Instagram, you know, casually, and uh, just check us out. Keep clicking around our, our website, www.thelinebreakers.com. And uh, let's move into hockey real quick. You know, a little, little topic. Um, it's home ice. Home ice is just not working out right now in the playoffs. And in round two, we have plenty of road teams winning. Uh, it's, it's frankly disgusting. I don't yeah. know how you see it, Coop. I mean, yeah. I mean, is home field advantage on anything? Are there no fortresses anymore left in uh, the NHL? I mean, no. I know the Bruins went one and one. They they took one on one, but I mean, of course, they're losing tonight to uh, Columbus, two to one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't understand why these teams can't figure it out at home. You have the crowd there. Um, we do see them usually uh, affecting play in, in the NHL because the stadiums are so small uh, compared to football stadiums, and even those get loud. But home ice should definitely be affecting these games, and they're not, and it's it's incredible. It's kind of weird watching teams in Game Seven celebrate on the road. It's it's uh, yeah. it's very uh, it's very painful to watch. It almost makes your skin crawl. Yeah, the no crowd noise is definitely just it gives you that that crinkle up your back. Yeah, deafening and quiet. Um, uh, the other game the other night was just incredible. It was the St. Louis and uh, uh, the Dallas. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we had Dallas there. Crazy games. Goals being scored back and forth in the third period. I think it was like every other minute someone scored, and uh, they just lost in dramatic fashion, as all our some of our hockey picks do sometimes. And just a bad beat again. It's incredible. Yeah, playoff hockey just kept pucks on net. That's what they always say, and and they're real. Just they're gambler killers right there. Yeah, and as as we said before, uh, we're realizing that we're catching. Uh, you know, we, we hate to say we're catching a lot of variants all the time, uh, but we're we're seeing a lot of. Uh, uh, Weird, weird anomalies in sports with a lot of the road teams winning. We're going to move all our units down to the same amount of plays, making sure that we're, you know, we're picking at a higher percentage. We're going to start winning a lot more. Keep following our picks. Keep subscribing to our podcast. You know, we're going to start uh, having some great weeks here, and uh, we're going to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Let's get it started. Absolutely. And uh, we had some baseball plays. Two of them got rained out today, unfortunately. Uh, we did have two more. Um, we had, uh, real quick, do you have the pick scoop? I think we had the... Uh, over in the Cubs game tonight. Cubs Mariners. Cubs Mariners. And we had the Diamondbacks. And uh, I think we pretty much said you're a fool not to play the Diamondbacks. They're just playing a lefty. 
top five categories in all hitting categories for uh, left-handed pitching. When they're there, they, they lead the league in hits. Um, they're just going to be a great pick tonight. We'll see how that turns out, you know, as they play later in the night. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're just here to bring some winners. And, uh, like I said, just keep clicking around our website. Check us out. You know, if you have any questions, please, you know, DM us. Email us on the website. There's, you know, bios about us. Check us out. You know, we're the real deal here, and we're industry professionals. And uh, we're here to make you money. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back here uh, with a word from our sponsors. And we're back. It's Big Al and Coop in the studio. We just finished a segment on the NHL and uh, Tiger Woods. We apologize. Derek couldn't make it tonight. He has more of our NHL background and uh, insight. So we're moving on to uh, Coop Scoop. Uh, this is a segment where Coop gives us some really cool insights into either betting trends or odds or prop bets. And uh, what do you have tonight for us, Coop? Yeah, I got two little fun facts here for us tonight. I got the Mariners. They're 6-0 and in the overs when facing a lefty. And we have that bet tonight. We did take Chicago Mariners over. There's a lefty on the mound. We're looking to make that 7-0. We have told you how important it is to catch trends early. Uh, we like to go from, from five games and up. This is obviously 6-0. and We're going to be betting Mariners in the over when there's a lefty on the mound um, and just trying to keep this trend going. Hopefully we'll have 7-0 and after tonight. Yeah, exactly. We got Cole Hamels on the hill over there. And we got another interesting fact about the Boston Red Sox. Since the advent of the wild card back in 1994, Oh, eight out of 122 teams have made the playoffs with an av- with an average win loss below 400. They're sitting at about 411. And what's that like one game? So what you're telling me is only eight teams out of 122 possible teams that had a 400 average or less for wins have made the playoffs. Yeah. So what does that mean? That means that Boston is not going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. probably. Now they're not in that segment. Keep in mind, but they're at what 0.411 and. The, the, the number is 0.400. I mean, that's, that's, that's close enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an easy sell for us here at the Line Breakers. Um, we're going to uh, sell the Boston. We're going to sell Boston Red Sox right now. This is a team that's not hitting. They're hitting absolutely atrociously at home. Um, we have some stats. They're like in the bottom 10 categories at home for home runs, hits, average. They're just not playing well at home. And uh, the record reflects it. They're, yeah, they're this six is a, and a seven. They're six and seven at home. Gross! You got, you got oh to be winning. God. You got to be winning, especially at Fenway. That ballpark. You got. It's you got to know how ballpark. to get wins there. Yeah, it's a literally ballpark where if a right-handed hitter smashes the ball, it's going to be off the wall and it's going to be an automatic double. But they're six and seven. I mean, this is a team that came off one of the you know the best, arguably one of the best seasons in baseball and won the won the uh, the, the the World Series. The World yeah. Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, everyone. And they beat the Yankees to get there too. Yeah. And then they, they just crushed the uh, they crushed the World Series. And people said that they were going to be a dominant powerhouse the next couple of years. We're selling them. You know, if there's a prop bet, if you can get your hands on a bet that says the Boston Red Sox will not make the playoffs, take it right now. It's great value. Uh, we personally didn't see it um, in front of us right now on some of the books that we have. But uh, check your local book or check online sites that you're using. If they have the bet, bet it. It's it's great. Like we said, it's eight out of uh, 122. I mean, those are great odds. They don't fall in that that category of uh, 400 or less. But 411 is good enough. I mean, I'll take those odds all day. And uh, we're giving you a, a dark horse right there. Take mm-hmm. them to not make the playoffs. It's probably playing pretty good, considering how many people are maybe doubling down on them making the playoffs. Maybe thinking they're going to go on a stretch. And they very well might be. But th- this this uh, this division is just showing you how. How great it is. I mean, you got the Rays, number one pitching team in baseball, hitting on the road. 
the Yankees are a surprise. They're still hanging in there. We're going to talk about the Yankees in a few minutes. But, uh, I mean, Boston is just is just not getting it done, not getting it done at home. And that's where a lot of these teams, you know, um, hang their hat, you know, so yeah. to speak. Mm-hmm. And they're just not getting it done. And we're going to sell them. They're not, they're not making the playoffs. Hot take. Coming from Big Al. <laughs> yeah, Prop exactly. that. Ready to go. If you can get to a ticket window somewhere, get out there and uh, place this bet. Yep. Absolutely. And we'll move on, like we said, to the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees are surviving. This is a mediocre, injury-induced AAA ball club that is somehow winning with distinction. I mean, they're winning what? They beat the, the Giants of the night 6-4. Yeah, they swept them. They swept them. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we told you stats on, on sweeps. It's like yeah. 30%. I mean, that's just incredible. Yeah, who we got? Mike Talkman. Cameron Maven. Who I thought he that? was done. Who, who is Mike Talkman? Where did this guy come from? He's hitting home runs like nobody's business. Tyler Wade. These are all AAA players. Yeah, we've known Tyler Wade for a while. He's played with the Yankees. He's had a stint in the majors. But, I mean, who who is on this lineup that that you fear? Maybe Luke Voigt. He's been hitting some home runs lately. But the rest of them are just uh, players they grab from AAA and said, hey, we have Judge and everyone hurt. Please come join us. You know, Mm -hmm. get your five minutes in the show. And uh, they're winning. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're shocking a lot of people right now. Uh, we gave you a bet that said I think we took the the uh, the Giants the other night when they got swept and it was just it was unbelievable to watch the Yankee hitters just get hits off Bungarner. It's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean Gary Sanchez will strike out three times, but he'll get up and hit that one grand slam, and it'll be the game changer. A- absolutely, and when you have a, t- a team like the Yankees that hits home runs, even with this, you know, I call them a, you know Triple A ball club, uh, they're still getting wins. I mean, what, what are they at? Seventeen eleven right now, Coop? Yeah, the Staten Island Yankees. The Staten Island Yankees. Um, you know, uh, we, we like this team. Like we said, we picked them to pick the the win the division. Excuse me. Uh, and you know, they're they're keeping pace with the Rays right now, which is important. Mm-hmm. You got to when you're when you're hurt, you got to stay in the in the lead in the division, keep winning, finding a way to get it done. The Yankees are doing it. Um, do we see this continuing? I think when we're getting back all these players, and once they start getting back some of these players, and I mean, we all know the bullpen's going to be great this year, and that's what you need in the playoffs. So once they get to the playoffs, which we all think they will, that's when we see their run go, and hopefully everyone's healthy by then and in, uh, in form. I mean, right now, we'll give you another hot take and another prop bet. I mean, if you can bet the Yankees at the same book where you're going to fade the Red Sox, fade meaning obviously, you know, betting against them, you know, you want to bet the Yankees here. We think that, you know, with this, with this AAA club, I mean, they're showing they have, um, you know, fight. They're showing you that they have will to win, and they're finding creative ways to do it. And um, when you have a bullpen like them, I mean, this kid Avino, the guy that said I can strike out Babe Ruth ten out of ten times, I said this guy, you know, this guy's a joke, and he needs to, you know, shut his mouth and get back to playing baseball. But the guy is throwing the nastiest slider I've probably ever seen on live TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gotten hitters just not even knowing what's coming, and the bat not even coming close to the ball. Yeah, it just moves six to eight inches, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, some other shocks in the in the. Um, well, not shocks for that matter, but, you know, surprise, we got St. Louis on top right now. And the reason St. Louis is on top in their division is because they are winning at home. They're winning at home, and they're hitting at home very well. We gave you some stats the other day when we picked them against the Reds. They're a very good home-hitting team, mm-hmm. hitting a lot of home runs, hitting a lot of base hits, leading, you know, on-base percentage. And that's how you get wins, mm-hmm. winning at home and dominating in hitting categories. That's yeah. just how, that's how it's 12 going. and 4 at home, 12 and 8 versus teams above 500. That's what you like. That's what you like to see. You like to see teams winning against good teams. Yeah. That's the big. That's the benchmark there. That's absolutely how you're going to get it done and lead the division. And um, like we said, the NFL's back. Houston's back. Mm-hmm. This team is starting to catch fire. I see the swag going. Altuve, Correa, Springer, they all got the pep in the step. They're leading the division right now um, by what? Uh, one game, two games? Mm-hmm. Well, they're uh, tied right now with Seattle, but Seattle had that such, had such a hot start. I yeah. mean... They, they're, they're still leading the lead with home runs, but they're kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, so I mean, lost their last two. 
and this is if you get good value here too. We told Houston was going to win the division. I think if you're getting good odds, you might as well make another prop bet on them and double down on them. Yankees, Houston, fade the Red Sox. Those are uh, you know are kind of the topics right now that we're telling you if you can get a prop bet in, depending upon the odds. You want to make sure you're getting good odds here. Um, you know, before you make a bet. But these are things to keep an eye on because it's kind of middle of the road. They kind of struggled. They're starting to do well now. They're showing you that they do have promise. And before they go on a tear, like their win over under projected total is, is telling you, they might go on a tear. Get that bet in beforehand and uh, make sure you're cashing in, obviously. And one thing we'd like to point out, that Seattle, and we know they're keeping pace with Houston right now, but they're 2-10 versus teams above 500. Yeah. And um, although they're hitting lefties very well, there's not a lot of left-handed pitching all the time. Yeah. And you're going to have to face some righties. And, you know, uh, those, the, not that they're doing really poorly, but they're not playing as well as they are against lefties. And I think Houston just has a better lineup, a better bullpen. And that's probably going to seal their fate there in the division, probably. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Um, you know, we, we have the Phillies on top. Um, the Phillies are, you know, winning right now too. That's another, not a, not a, not a, a shock because they were a favorite or they were a second favorite. We picked Philadelphia, Bryce Harper. These guys are really, um, really hitting the ball well and they're gelling well as a team. Yeah. I guess um, we just didn't know how well they would, uh, match up with them and especially like gel together. They're kind of a young team. So we didn't know how they would, uh, mold and be able to come out. But I mean, obviously they became come out um, hot and, uh, 12, 16 and 12, and kind of division that's like a little shaky at the moment. I mean, no really team has their has their identity yet. We have the the young brave team. The Mets are kind of up and coming. We still don't know what the Mets are like. Their starting pitching hasn't really come through yet. Nationals they seem like they're kind of lost their whole prime and they're kind of just on the way down. In Miami, as you know, Miami's just tanking. And, and yeah, and, and they're they're just they're, they're tanking, but they're also struggling to get wins. Um, the MLB is something that we talk about constantly. We're gonna have plenty of the MLB as the season continues. And uh, we'll be able to move on from there. We're going to tell you, you know, obviously we hate or we love to fade Cincinnati, Kansas City, Marlins. When we find advantageous picks and advantageous matchups, that's when we're really going to fade them. We're going to give you the analysis behind it like we always do. Um, and like I said, if you're on the website right now, keep clicking around. Follow us on our Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, our website, obviously, as you're on right now, www.thelinebreakers.com. This is where you can find all our podcasts and all the information regarding our policies and, you know, what we're about, bios about ourselves and all things included. And uh, I think that's all we have time for today. We appreciate you listening to this week's podcast. If you'd like to be a part of our show, contact us and we will try to make it happen. Tune in next week for some more sports opinions and betting content. Until next time, bet with your head, not with your heart. I'm Big Al, that's Scoop, and we are the Line Breakers.